used to be really excited about when I bought this microphone and the very first time that I sat down to use it I was pumped up and didn't really use it a lot after that it was just initial excitement and then nothing <clears throat> I still don't have any idea what I'm doing I don't know how far away to stay away from the microphone I don't know what sounds interesting except for as much as I've heard other podcasters but the chair that I have I bought it today is really nice supports me really well so that's good I have an area that I can sit down and do it if I feel comfortable well that I can feel comfortable in rather and I don't know even I think there's noise happening in the background I don't really like that I wonder what that could be. I think it's my refrigerator. Should I unplug my refrigerator? Let me see. Every time I record a podcast, I could dump, I could plug it back in afterward. So that's what this is, is a podcast. That's what I'm doing right now. This is recording me talking and saying things and just pretty much letting my thoughts flow. Just talking, kind of like writing, but talking. That's what a podcast is. like there's still something in the background I guess there's always going to be something in the background I, if I can soundproof my room but I think it's probably marginal as much as you can hear it on the headphones so it's good breathing in like that isn't good it makes kind of a pop and that, that makes a real pop when you say the P, when you make a P sound into the microphone. So you got to be back from the microphone a little bit. <coughs> it's crazy that this has already been four minutes. It would be really easy to talk for 30 minutes. It wouldn't be easy to talk for 30 minutes, but that would be manageable for sure the thing that I struggle with is when I think about it and what makes me resistant to ever sit down to do it in the first place is that I couldn't have anything valuable to say for valuable to say for 30 minutes <clears throat> even
even 10 minutes sounds like a lot of time. I can't think of one thing, one thing that I have valuable to say in times like that. But aside from standing up to get the, to unplug the refrigerator and talking about a popping noise, I'd say that what I've done so far, the things that I said so far are valuable. They allow you to relate to the person talking, like writing, but this is more direct and to the point than writing. This is, I'm, I'll just say it and you can hear me. You can hear my voice. And writing, I would say that's part of the aim, is to communicate with somebody, communicate an idea, or communicate, I hate to use the word thing again, but communicate something to someone maybe someone specific or you can't really talk to a wide audience it doesn't make sense to talk to a crowd of people and that would make it more frightening if you're imagining talking in front of a crowd of people I've done it horrified at a wedding I've used that word a lot horrified I was very afraid but this isn't really that. Podcasting is, it ends up talking to a lot of people, but it's kind of a way to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation, but with a lot of people. Rarely do I listen to a podcast with others, usually just by myself in the car. Or, yeah, maybe in the grocery store, when I go to stores. I'm, when I'm running errands in general, I'm listening to podcasts. But it's always one-on-one. -on -one. It's never with another person. <clears throat> so it doesn't have to be... I was watching... Uh, there's a lot of things happening. A lot of uh, different attempts happening on the internet and especially on YouTube and a lot of them are succeeding a lot of attempts at content succeed people are are trying to demonstrate something in front of or people are really just trying out different things but I saw one where it was a famous person mainly really somebody that used to be famous it used to be in Adam Sandler movies so it was kind of like a it was kind of like a, a secondary star to somebody who was really popular and really successful. And he had had a talk show, kind of a talk show. It was four people. Every episode was him and three other people just sitting in a square talking to each other. And he is as nonchalant about it as somebody could possibly be and the internet is a place like that where people can rebirth he was a secondary person and now he is making an attempt at that but what I'm getting at is 
that's a weird setup to have because it's in front of people it's on a stage it, it isn't one-on-one it's three four people him and three other people and there's so many people there and the crowd puts pressure on the people and he's really really nonchalant about it and they are acting in a way that's somewhat disingenuous the people that i've watched with him on the show all have podcasts and they're they just seem more disingenuous when they're on a stage in front of a crowd of people even though they're all stand-up comedians when you're with on a with a group in front of a crowd of people that there's pressure because you're engaging one-on-one with other people but the crowd is calling you out in real time so if you if you say something doesn't make sense or that is or if you get aggressive and angry and you just if you get called out in general the crowd will have a reaction to that and then you'll be called out in real time so i I think that's why it adds a stress level you can see the stress level by how different the people act on there and but again he is up there indifferent to everything to the the guests feel the pressure of energy but he's like a host of the show they're almost there to perform in front of him I don't know if that's the right way to put it but regardless I just wouldn't want to be a person I wouldn't want to be him hosting the show. I wouldn't want to be a guest on the show. I wouldn't want to be a person in the audience watching it. And I wouldn't want to even be the only time that I've watched it. And I wouldn't even want to continue to be somebody who watches it. I, I feel like that show has been done a lot. That show has been done often. It creates a creates a veil of who you really are if you're in front of a crowd of people like that Mm. I don't know people definitely act different when they're in front of a crowd it's a different thing if you've got enough judging eyes looking at you then <clears throat> then they're pretty much all they're all right and they're all wrong but there's enough they're judging you in enough ways that you're almost being judged unless you're a perfect person and even if you're a perfect person you'll you're still getting judged but the judgment is pain unless you're a perfect person. If you actually are perfect, you can shrug it off. But if you're not perfect, then they're making a point. They're making a point and it's painful to be called out on flaws. But I wouldn't want to have any part of a show like that. 
Well, let me see if I can read what I wrote. I can. Hmm. I don't want to read. I kind of want to read something for today that I wrote today, but I'll read something from a while ago. Maybe my first writing on here. I'll read it. <clears throat> hmm. Today feels futile. I'm forced to go to work today and try to do a job that I don't want to do. That's really the most negative thing that I would say about it. I just don't want to do it. I'm grateful to have the job and even more grateful to have the success that I've had so far, but it isn't what I would choose to do. I'm tired. Exhausted, really. I really want to wake up and not have to do anything. I want to work on myself. I want to work on what I want to work on. I know that getting to that place has to be earned, and I guess this is just me complaining. Sometimes it is beneficial to vent your frustrations. What am I most frustrated about? It's not necessarily frustration that I'm feeling, but despair. The despair of a mundane or and repetitive life. Part of me doesn't believe that I'll ever get out of this cycle or that I won't get out of that the cycle alive. It's so hard to passively do a job in which rent is due every week. Now I'm at a point where I can take a vacation in two weeks, but I kind of have to earn it. I already bought a plane ticket, so I'm going to go regardless, but I don't want to leave if I'm in a bad spot. And that is what I'm anxious about. I have plenty of time to catch up and do what I need to do, but part of me feels like, like I can't even do the job anymore. Going through the motions isn't enough to perform at a high level. You have to be dynamic. I'm too tired to be dynamic. I'm lacking any joy. I feel empty inside. A good day could redeem me, though. I don't feel. I don't know if it would necessarily help me feel joy, but it would make me feel better. Sad. I could write that word repeatedly. I wish I were a painter or I wish that I could paint. Words are beginning to wear me down. I need something different in my life. Something new. Why do I feel like this? Reaching for some light of joy. Thoughts of coffee are going through my mind, but the caffeine is taking my anxiety through the roof. Short of time and that's making me angry. I feel legitimate anger over not having more time to read a book. I'm getting pulled out of two pulled into too many directions. My job is becoming a strain on my well-being. I don't think I am at a point where it is making me worse, though. I have a well of things to write about, but I'm too exhausted, exhausted to access it. I am beginning to feel hatred for the demands of this life. Hate is beneficial because it tells you that you are going in the wrong direction. If you are beginning to feel hatred towards something, then you certainly need to change paths. What do you hate about how yesterday went? There are 24 hours in a day, and in the past two days, I've spent almost nine hours working and almost and for almost nothing. The massive majority of those hours were wasted. Work is an opportunity to better your situation for your future self, but I didn't make anything of the last two days, so I'm annoyed that I even have to work the job. I'm annoyed at myself for working it, but not working it as well as I can. I'm angry at my company for mentally wearing me, wearing rather than 
giving me a vacation. If I wanted to, I could have taken a vacation this week. So I have to not fault the company. I chose to work these next two weeks. These next two weeks are going to determine how much money that I make next quarter. So they are important because so they're important. It's an opportunity to help myself out. I have seven full days of vacation. That's all I have left. You have momentum built, and today could change your whole life. Just keep pushing the wall. Be humble and direct. That's when I was in a bad position at work. Hmm. I had to get <clears throat> in a given week we're, we're supposed to find two new clients and get them to go through an application to do a loan. To pay four hundred and ninety-five, or sometimes five hundred and sixty dollars for an appraisal, and send over documents to prove how much income they get. <clears throat> and so I have to find two clients to do that each week, and it it kind of adds up to proposing loans. So loan scenarios, showing it, uh, showing a person what the structure of the loan would look like, how much they would pay, what the loan would do for them as far as like paying off debts or doing home improvements or just taking cash out for whatever reason or lowering the monthly payment. Um, and so, yeah, I... I, uh, pretty much have to propose six of those. Uh, that's a proposal. I have to do that six times in a week. Or five, if you're, maybe even four if you're good. Sometimes I can do four and get half. It's like taking a shot in basketball. I mean, you're going to miss some. And so usually you have to propose at least five or six. And to even to talk to five to six people that you can propose who qualify, because some people don't qualify based on credit or whatever else it may be. <clears throat> or so you have to talk to about eight to nine people and pull their credit. And I would say more than pull their credit. I mean, that's what it counts for. That's an easy way that you could track it, but it's more so have a full conversation to the point where the person that you're talking to trusts you. You have to do that nine times in a week. <clears throat> nine times in a week, and it turns out being, that's a discovery. Nine discoveries 
five proposals to submissions. And that's really the pathway to get there, but the most important thing is to have submissions. Um, really the most important thing is to have submissions that end up being <clears throat> closed, closed loans. Mm. But in the week that I wrote this, I only had, I had no, I had no submissions for that week or the week before. So you want to each week, if you can have one, you'd be okay for the most part. But ideally you have two, two each week or two most weeks and one some weeks is fine. But from from the eyes of how the people who are above you look at you, that's what that's kind of the deal. And so I went two weeks with the with zero, no submissions total. And in this week, or at the end maybe of the second week that I did it, you have to sit down with the boss. And well, with my direct boss, and she told she pretty much. We just sat down and made a plan of how I could get more submissions. But the underlying, the underlying um, understanding of a conversation like that is that if you don't meet that plan, then you can get fired. And that was a conversation that happened just after, maybe a month after I qualified for the company trip. So I was a top, I'm just, was just a top person at the company. Still kind of am a top company person at the company. Definitely still am. Um, but I just went two weeks in a row where I did poorly. And there's a lot of factors. So there's, to even say that I did poorly is probably the best way to look at it. Because if you did poorly, then you can fix it. You can improve. You can use the situation to improve. But maybe I just talked to not a lot of people who qualified and people who I did talk to legitimately weren't ready to move forward with it or whatever it may be. But it's never good to go two weeks in a row with a zero. And I rarely ever... I, I had gone before those two weeks, before the first week happened, I'd gone about four and a half months since I had a week with any zero. And then I, again, like a month before, did the company trip and then just started doing poorly, have this conversation about a plan. Underlying attitude is, you know, if you don't meet the plan, you could, you could get fired. And she told me that after the plan. She said, hey, um, the guy who's my boss told me that or he would he would hold it against me if I didn't let you know that this is like a job seriousness situation. So she didn't say it in a very direct way, but I mean, it wasn't very, it was implied. It didn't really need to be said. I mean, I can't imagine that somebody like me would lose their job Somebody who had a lot of success would lose their job because of two bad weeks. 
And so I, I thought about the conversation that we had, and I really, really wanted to change it. And I ended up taking that weekend off, which is uh, kind of just me walking my cross out to the mountain, up the mountain. <clears throat> and... I took the weekend off, came in, and over over that time, I, part of, at, at the time, what I kind of thought, I, I had a realization, you know, you, you always try to have a realization when you're going through periods that are, I mean, this isn't a really, really serious situation, but it's a tumultuous time to kind of be caught up in the moment and feel like I might lose my job, which... It, it actually was possible. I mean, it's always actually possible that you really could lose your job. <clears throat> Even if you did just uh, want a company trip that very few people qualify for. Um, anyway. It's kind of a good thing that they did that. It's definitely a good thing. <clears throat> because a big... A big thing of sales is there's really a process and you're going to talk to people every day and they're going to be people who have no reason who qualify and have no reason to not move forward and so if you just stick to a certain process you can get those people to move forward um, so really all you need to have in sales to be successful is somebody who trained you well and a good process so I know what I'm doing um, the difficulty of it is just doing it day after day week after week and having the discipline to keep up with it and maintain good relationships with your family and your friends and not let bonds fall off familial friendly bonds with people meaning not, don't just stop reaching out to people and stop talking to people and also have time to work out take care of yourself and clean your apartment or your house um, so you want to have a job that allows you to do all of that and I think I can definitely do it I could well not I think I can definitely do it with this job um, but yeah mm. um so what was I th saying there? That made me think that maybe the issue here isn't that. Maybe the issue that I'm having in general is that my job. But then again, also, it might just be how I'm operating within the job. Maybe if I was more sacrificial and more diligent, then I could put more time into the job. But I also want to be more um, a 
reason that I haven't done it is because I want to do things like this. I want to do unique things that actually interest me, like actually doing a podcast, taking time in the morning to write every morning. And I've done that as far as writing goes. I've done it more out of a fear thing. The podcast... I want to do it, and I've wanted to do it for a long time, and something that kind of motivated me is two two perspectives about one thing. One, the thing is that it really could be two minutes to midnight. You know, whatever that means. For macro or micro. Um, I don't know. I've on a on a micro level, I guess I've always thought about that, and I've come to terms with what a, a micro death would mean. In the, I've I've come to terms with what being a temporary person and living and dying would mean for. Or what, what the idea of death, the impact that it has on life and how I should live life knowing that everything is temporary and that, you know, this heaven will pass and the one after it will too. And understanding that and trying to learn how to live life. But I've, but more recently I've come to realize that not only could, you know, not, not only could my life pass away at any time, I lose my life, but <clears throat> we there really could be a rogue planet enter our enter our enter our solar system and change Earth's orbit so it start going towards the sun. And even if that was going towards the sun and two months or 10 years and slowly go towards the sun it's just not good either way or a meteor could hit the earth <coughs> but thing that's caught my attention lately is the fact that well let me just say that that's the first perspective on the thing is that earth myself catastrophe could come at any time and things could end abruptly and Put yourself, fast forward, put yourself in the shoes of your future self who's looking up and seeing things end right in front of him. And then, you know, put yourself in that mindset and wonder how you would live your life if you knew that that was going to happen. Would you change anything? 
I knew it was going to happen right now, I would have said, oh, that would have you, you kind of can re maybe realize how trivial things are. That's not to say that everything's trivial. And that anything about or the meaning of this life is trivial at all. Not saying that at all. It's um. It's more like there's a there's part of life that is trivial. That feels really really heavy, but it's actually not. And death wipes away the the weight of how the how all of that feels the delusional weight of that <clears throat> and so that makes you want to do a podcast right now because I'm brief everything's brief if you were to put yourself in that position look back see what would be the proper way to, for you to live your life it would be to do the things that are important to you and this feels important and the and then the other thing would be, I guess the more recent thing is that what if that could happen? What if, what if mass chaos, mass catastrophe could happen? And it is two minutes until midnight, but we have the ability to change it still. The obvious thing would be to say a nuclear bomb or multiple nuclear bombs and that would destroy everything and everyone but then take it down to the small smallest level you see catastrophe could just be somebody wanting to end their own life it doesn't even have to be nuclear bombs going off and destroying everything those are one and the same nuclear bombs just wanting to end your own life the person who's bringing it to fruition just has less power has less that they can deliberate so they just take their own life maybe you could say more more so somebody who would end the world with nuclear bombs like a politician would be more like somebody who brought a gun to school and started shooting their peers someone who would end their own life would be like would be like
definitely I don't know. I don't know what that is actually. I can't think of I guess I'm trying to relate it to what a to similarly a politician and what the equivalent to that would be on a mass scale. I guess it would be Bernie Madoff. Who really is just going to do whatever provides himself the most pleasure and is actually so far away from sobriety that he doesn't even realize that there are other people. Bernie Madoff took a Bernie Madoff had people invest in his a hedge fund is something that invests money and supposedly you put money in this hedge fund and then out pops more money for you. Bernie Madoff had a hedge fund that people put money into but he didn't invest it into anything. He just stashed it and then he would get more people to put money into it and if somebody wanted to take out some of their money he would just he, he would uh, use some of the other money that he's bringing in. There was never any money there. He was just using it and then giving it to other people who were taking withdrawals. So he spent a ton of it on himself and ha had no Just wanted to uh, keep it going. So people make withdrawals. He just gives them other people's money that they just put in. Blowing people's retirements. Putting a lot of people in spots where they are old and broke. It's not a good spot to be in. Social security has showed me though that, or the job that I'm working at has showed me that, shown me that social security is definitely a good thing. Because all of the people that he robbed, at least they had money that was going to come in no matter what. I mean, the, the, they would have been screwed. They really would have been screwed. So a lot of things about our society is actually really cool. But, yeah, somebody who kills himself is like Bernie Madoff. The power version of that is Bernie Madoff. <clears throat> and I wonder if he's still alive. I wonder if he...
he's still alive in prison. Wow. Eighty-one years old. It's crazy. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I need to get something to drink. I guess I probably cut out the first part about moving the refrigerator and then it got pretty decent after that. Hmm. Well, this was episode one. Or, I don't know if I'll call it episode. I might just give it a title and not order them. Or maybe that's goofy, trying to be too different. <clears throat> I don't know. I think this might have been horrible. Um, so I might not even put it anywhere. Or, yeah. And also, I'd say 40 minutes about is good. About 40 minutes is good. Um, yeah, if you go longer than 40 minutes, I think maybe it can be interesting the first couple of times, but it doesn't really leave anything to be desired after a while. I'd say 40 minutes, mm, 45 minutes would be a good spot. <laughs>